0: We welcome you to this edition of Your Health, New Hampshire, right here on WKXL, nhtalkradio.com. Your Health, New Hampshire, presented by Southern New Hampshire Area Health Education Center. This is a program that focuses on wellness and health education. And today, our focus will be on oral health with our guest, Chris Dugan, who is the Director of Communications And community engagement for the New Hampshire Oral Health Coalition. Gail T. Brown, the executive director of the New Hampshire Oral Health Coalition. And Carly Hughes, the program director, program coordinator, I should say, for Southern New Hampshire AHEC. And uh, we welcome all of you uh, to the show today. And uh, we're talking about oral health. And uh, every Friday on uh, the and Company show on WKXL, we're joined by uh, Tom Raphael, President and CEO of Northeast Delta Dental. And Tom has made a special appearance, a special guest
1: appearance today on Your Health New Hampshire. Tom. Thanks, Ken. And, of course, uh, seeing Gail, she's never been on radio without me, so I thought, well, you know, I better stick around. But I just want to give a big shout-out to Gail and Chris because, like me, For basically a marathon of years, we worked to educate the body politic and the political leaders in the state that you can't have good overall health without good oral health. So it took literally 26 years for that to sink in. We finally got the law passed so that adults on Medicaid can have a dental benefit, the the SMILES program, and that was signed in on July one of last year, and as Gail will attest, we we were there together at the State House. It was a true bipartisan effort. There was Cindy Rosenwell, Senator Rosenwell, and then Jeb Bradley, Senator Bradley. So it was truly a bipartisan effort. Many many people, the Oral Health Coalition the Hampshire Dental Society, Delta Dental. Finally, after 26 years, uh, the law got passed, and then it turned into a sprint. Delta Dental got the contract towards the end of the year, and we partner with a company called DentaQuest. And we had basically from January of 2023 to April 1st to get the program up and running. So we killed ourselves for, then became, Marathon became a sprint. And, you know, when we started, Gail, and you remember this, uh, surprisingly, there were literally 120,000 adults eligible. And if you think about it, There's 1.3 million people in the state, and you had 121,000 adults, and not all the 1.3 million are are adults, obviously. So a very high percentage of adults really weren't going to the dentist. And we all know that, again, you can't have good overall health without good oral health. So we worked really hard to get a, a network in place, and right now we have about 143 providers, some of whom are out of state on the border of Maine. Vermont and Massachusetts so I use my connections with the other Delta plans to get those providers signed up including independent dental hygienists in Maine and so we do need to get to about 200 dentists and so what we're doing in the interim is mobile dental clinics we've had mobile dental clinics not only in Concord but in the North Country and Laconia so we're working really really hard um, to make this a real benefit because as Gail and I talk it's one thing to have the benefit but unless you have access, you really don't have access or or the benefits. So I also want to give a shout out to the Oral Health Coalition. They've been by my side. Weekly, I'm on calls and calls and calls with DenteQuest in the state because we want to make this a true benefit. But I do want to give a shout out to, uh, to Chris and Gail because uh, they, along with many other oral health stakeholders, really made this happen. We were one of the few states without an adult benefit. And now Adults my age who literally have never been to the dentist are finally going to the dentist and one of the things that we learned early on is That many of these people having not gone to the dentist. They really needed oral surgeons earl- early on in the program so what using my connections with oral surgeons on the Delta Dental Board of Directors We got a lot of oral surgeons in the network and so they've been taking care of a lot of adults on Medicaid um, who are in oral health pain so with that, I want to thank also the dental community for signing up. We have a ways to go. It's a work in progress where we're certainly working really hard at it. And I know on uh, December 6th, Gail will probably talk about a, a panel that we'll be having for the oral Health Coalition's av- event right here in Concord. So thank you, Gail, for helping me with this. And Chris and Carly, I'm sure. Uh, uh, you'll you'll be contributed to t- today's show because finally people understand, Ken, what you finally understand after 20 years, the mouth is part of the body. That, absolutely correct. Thanks, well, well stated, Tom, and uh, thanks uh, for being day, with us. Good seeing you.
0: Great to have you with <laughs> us, as always, uh, here on the program. And uh, that first appearance, by the way, on Your Health New Hampshire for Tom Rapio. And, uh, Gail, why don't you uh, tell us exactly what the uh, New Hampshire... Oral Health Coalition uh, coalition is all about.
2: Well, good morning and thank you for having us here today. The New Hampshire Oral Health Coalition is going into its 21st year, which is very exciting for us. And I would just like to comment back um, regarding Tom's comments in that um, Northeast Delta Dental and Tom Raphael in particular have been a long-term supporter for us. Um, and we really, really appreciate that. And he's not kidding when he said it's been 20 and 26 years to meet some of our goals. The um, New Hampshire Oral Health Coalition in and of itself, our work is um, based on advancing oral health, good oral health throughout the state, and ensuring that everybody has access, uh, a word that Tom used also, and to make sure that we are looking at folks statewide. Um, We are based here in Concord, but we are statewide, and we work across the lifespan. And as noted, um, our children in this state have long-time children who are covered with Medicaid had a comprehensive dental benefit, but not adults. So I, I want to loop that piece back in because, um, you know, this this issue of adult dental access is really an issue of equity, and we'll be talking a little bit more about that as we converse. Um, so that's the coalition. We are a diverse group. We are providers, medical, dental. We are educators both at the school level for children as well as for professional training. We are community dental programs. We are um, nurse practitioners. We're. It, it really takes a whole team. And um, one of the things I often say is when I say dental or oral health to people, they look at me for a minute. And then they go, "Well, I have a dentist. And you know, in this state and in many states, that is a luxury. That is not a given. So, um, but our purpose as the coalition is to uh, to help people understand it's not just about your dentist. There's a whole team out there.
0: And uh, as Tom touched on uh, while he was you uh, know on our conversation here today, Uh, It is more accessible now, uh, good uh, dental care, than it has ever been uh, in this state.
2: Yes, it is. And um, one of the things that we talk about, and I know that Tom mentioned it in his comments, was that you can't have good overall health, good general health, good systemic health, without having oral health access. What many people don't understand is that um, we we use the very nice term, it's oral health, mm-hmm. but what we're really talking about is dental disease. And we're starting to flip that conversation because um, individuals uh, in New Hampshire, but also throughout the country, we don't talk about dental disease. Right. Yeah. yeah, and so until people realize that's what they're talking, we're talking about, um, there's not a full understanding of that impact on the overhaul health, of the individual, of their family, the productivity to the community, to the state. Um, It's a very broad issue. It's not just teeth.
0: Right. It goes beyond that, correct? It goes beyond the teeth.
3: Yeah, it it certainly does, Ken, and and, and I appreciate the opportunity for us to come in and talk to you today because I think that what's really exciting about the the benefit is that people literally who have not had access to health care are now getting that. And when talk think about what's the downstream impact of people without access well it's the health benefit health piece is really really important but people with um oral health issues it impacts other parts of their lives it impacts their ability to get a job to go on a job interview um, to do the things that many of us sort of take for granted so i think that you know through the benefit and through the awareness it's raised through that um, it's overall health but it's, it's really a societal benefit when you think about it um you know people that that have advanced issues and don't have an ability to pay for that often wind up in emergency departments, right? Which is the most in expensive place that you can ever go for care. And the EDs aren't really aligned for that. So having people with primary care for your mouth, just like we have for with a primary care physician, mm-hmm. is such a valuable, important piece to overall community health and wellness.
0: And it only took, what, 25, 26 years to get it for uh, some of our population.
2: Exactly. And um, that was, right now we're estimating between ninety. 90- THOUSAND AND A HUNDRED THOUSAND, BUT WHEN THE BENEFIT ROLLED ON APRIL 1, IT WAS A HUNDRED AND TWENTY THOUSAND PEOPLE COMING ON BOARD, ALL ADULTS, Um, that's THAT'S A LOT OF PEOPLE. ONE OF THE THINGS WE DO KNOW IS THAT NORMALLY IN THE FIRST YEAR, IF A STATE DOES ADOPT A COMPREHENSIVE, VERY ROBUST BENEFIT LIKE WE HAVE HERE IN NEW HAMPSHIRE. Um, they they don't all knock on the door on day one. So it takes about um, four years, five years to kind of roll up to the to the full amount. Sure. Uh, so the big challenge right now is actually getting those providers on board. Mm-hmm. Um, to be able to provide the care, to make accessible care. Parts of the state, especially rural parts of the state, are much more heavily challenged by all of that. And um, I just received some information this week around the issue of rural oral, health, and dental access. Not easy
0: to say. Yes, (laughs) it's not
2: Um, for our kids here in uh, in New Hampshire, and this is a concern. So we look at ways of, you know, we've talked a lot about dentists this morning, but we also are looking at community-based programs, especially for kids, where they can um, get screened, they can get prevention services within schools. And um, that is, uh, as you know, we are, New Hampshire is very much a home rule, local rule. And so we're very respecting of the um, school supervisory units. And um, it's a challenge for us to get care out into those locations.
0: We will continue with our discussion today on uh, Your Health, New Hampshire, presented by Southern New Hampshire Area Health Education Center. This program focuses on wellness and health education. And with us in studio today... Gail T. Brown, the Executive Director of the New Hampshire Oral Health Coalition. Chris Dugan, the Director of Communications and Community Engagement for the New Hampshire Oral Health Coalition. And Carly Hughes, the program coordinator for Southern New Hampshire AHEC. We will be right back after these words here on WKXL NHTalkRadio.com. So stay with us. We welcome you back to this edition of Your Health, New Hampshire, right here on WKXL and We are presented by Southern New Hampshire Area Health Education Center. This program focuses on wellness and health education. And joining us in studio, Gail T. Brown, the Executive Director of the New Hampshire Oral Health Coalition. Chris Dugan, the Director of Communications and Community Engagement for the New Hampshire Oral Health Coalition. And Carly Hughes, the program coordinator for Southern New Hampshire AHEC, the sponsors of this program, and we had a very uh, informative uh, first segment of the program today, and uh, we're moving on now. And uh, you mentioned uh, Gail in the in the first segment about uh, dental disease, and and we're calling it now. We put a, a the, the oral health tag on it. Uh, dental disease sounds a little bit. More scary uh, than oral health. Talk about you know dental decay if you would, and and how people because let's face it, there are people listening to us right now that probably haven't been to a dentist in years. You know, and uh, unfortunate as that may be, what are some of the dental issues that we're we're talking about that you know people uh, may uh, you know may have had or, or are having at this point in time uh, that they should be concerned about.
2: I thank you for using that phrase, dental disease, because um, one of the things we have found is that over the years we do indeed talk about oral health and pretty smiles and all of that. But it's not just teeth. It's really important that um, we all realize that we're talking about the entire mouth, that we're talking about teeth, we're talking about skin, tissues, We're talking about the tongue. And so, as we talk about that, you start to envision it's like, wait a minute, isn't that the kind of stuff my doctor's working on. Indeed, it is because all of the pieces are connected. It's all connected and we're working to put the head back onto the body. So in terms of um, disease, what we find, uh, the research has told us actually that there are over 140 health conditions and medical diagnoses, probably way over 140, that are directly connected um, through our mouth. Every breath you take, um, every bite, every sip uh, can take what's in your mouth into your entire system. And I know that for the uh, AHEC program, that this program talks a lot about chronic disease. And what is critical is many of these diseases that are related to dental um, infection and decay. I'll talk a little bit more about that. But many of those diseases are indeed the chronic diseases. We're not talking about sudden trauma where someone has an injury. We're talking about cardiac diseases, we're talking about lung diseases, we're talking about arthritis, uh, rheumatoid, osteo, we're talking about um, just the entire system and in- including how we treat people in the system in in that, I mean, we um, have many uh, medications, pharmacy products that actually cause a dry mouth, creating another medical condition called xerostomia. So, again, it, it is all connected.
0: Yeah, no, no doubt about that. Uh, and uh, are, are there some people that uh, try to do, the, do it themselves? I mean, uh, self-dental care? They, they think they can get away with that, but uh, but probably not, right?
2: Well, there's two prongs to that. One is there's a critical piece that is self-dental care, mm-hmm. and that is going to be your piece that we all know. The piece we know is I have a dentist or I don't have a dentist, and I'm going to brush, I'm going to floss, and I'm going to see uh, my dentist twice a year. So that part is critically important that all of us do that, Um it, it, on the flip side of that is we do all. Uh, sometimes we just try to to pull up by the bootstraps and live with the pain. And um, I hear a lot of people talking about you know kind of home remedies. I'm not going to share home remedies today. Um, I I, um, I again encourage people to see their provider. And part of why it's so important to see the provider is that we have two types of dental diagnoses that really impact all of us and it's what mostly what our um, dental providers will focus on one is dental disease and one thing i know is that i will talk to people and i'll say what causes dental decay Um, and i'm going to use a few different words here because especially in the field of oral health and dentistry we use a whole lot of words people don't understand And so they sit in the chair and they don't know what we're talking about. So caries, cavities, rotten teeth, whatever it is, um, we want people to understand dental decay. And if I were to, um, in fact, I will. I'm going to give you a question. Um, What causes cavities?
0: Well, I I would imagine the the kind of food uh, that that you eat, Uh, maybe uh, sugary uh, substances uh, will do more damage than others. That's the impression I've always had.
2: Yep. You're, you're you're on target in terms of the answer I get 98% of the time. Okay. Um, it's kind of right. Um, the answer is bacteria. Uh-huh. And people do not know that. We do not educate people um, in this country to know that dental decay is caused by bacteria. Hmm, how does that happen? So what happens is the bacteria is in there, and then your answer kicks in, your answer of sugary foods. And yes, by that, um, I I might mean candy, I might mean soda, Uh I might mean cereal, white bread, oh, whole grain bread. So the bacteria then um, eats, actually eats the sugar, and then the bacteria places I'm not going to go into the details, but it puts acid onto your teeth. And it is the bacteria and the acid that actually cause the decay. Once we know that, we can begin to understand the self-care component. Mm-hmm. How can I cut that back? In fact, why do you not eat sugar or candy? Well, you can eat sugar and candy. But um, um, I I guess I do, probably don't want to give names of companies, but um, crackers, cereals. Lots of times you'll see a young mom with a child with a little baggie yeah. full of a, a cereal yeah. um, or a gold goldfish crackers. Oops. Um, <laughs> but uh, those things do contain sugar, and they're they're not the problem in and of themselves. It's the bacteria.
0: Yeah, the, the bacteria is the bottom line, huh? mm-hmm. yeah, I guess so. I know, Carly, you wanted to talk about the association that, uh, you know, oral health has uh with the uh, chronic disease
4: yes yeah, so knowing that the uh, oral health affects chronic diseases so much and i love the term you used putting the head back on the body it's all connected how it's the mouth and not just the teeth um so keeping those chronic diseases in check is going to be super important so just a reminder that we have our chronic disease self-management programs um and you can always check those out by visiting our website www.snhahec.org
0: Very good. So there there is an association between uh, dental issues and chronic disease.
2: Right, and that's important, the word that you use, because what we do find in research is that those things are associated, but they are not causal. So um, for those of you out there who are very interested in research, the associations are very strong and we discover more every week, but it is not determined to be a causal relationship if if i could i'd like to refer back to something that carly said Mm -hmm. because carly moves us to that second diagnosis which is inflammation is gum disease okay so that's the second one that dental providers are dealing with and we see this more the children have the dental decay and the adults are starting to suffer from the inflammation and um, those of you who follow this chronic disease program know that inflammation is critical to I'm going to name them again cardiac disease pulmonary disease um, all of all of those things medically and gently, it's the heart of the problem.
0: Literally and figuratively. Yes. This is Your Health New Hampshire, and uh, today we are talking about uh, oral health, uh, dentistry, some uh, great new uh, dental plans uh, that are out there as well. And we're doing it with Gail T. Brown, the executive director of the New Hampshire Oral Health Coalition. Chris Dugan is with us, the uh, director of communications and community engagement for the New Hampshire Oral Health Coalition, and Carly Hughes, Program Coordinator for Southern New Hampshire AHEC. This is a program that is presented by Southern New Hampshire AHEC, a program that focuses on wellness and health education. And we will be right back right here on WKXL NHTalkRadio.com. So stay with us. We welcome you back to this edition of Your Health New Hampshire on WKXL and htalkradio.com. We are presented by Southern New Hampshire Area Health Education Center. This is a program that focuses on wellness and health education. And joining us today in studio, Gail T. Brown, Executive Director of the New Hampshire Oral Health Coalition. Also with us is Chris Dugan, the Director of Communications and Community Engagement for the New Hampshire Oral Health Coalition, and Carly Hughes, Program Coordinator at Southern New Hampshire AHEC. And uh, Chris, I want to direct this this question to you. I'm sure there are a lot of people out there in our audience and, and well beyond that rely on emergency services, uh, emergency rooms for their dental care when they have a severe a toothache, a gum inflammation, whatever it might be, I'm sure there are some that solely rely on that. And what what are the pitfalls of of doing that sort of thing?
3: Really, really good question, Ken. So certainly, emergency rooms across the state do an amazing job of um, of triage and taking care of people that come through the doors. But the other shoot a drop there is it's also the most expensive form. Of healthcare, and in this particular, when it comes to oral health, uh, those without access to healthcare, or access to insurance, are, are coming into the emergency department with extreme pain. There might be a loss of a tooth. There might be some uh, infections going on. So often, the the emergency room will do a great job of triaging that, and it might be antibiotics. It might be some pain medication. But what we can, what we've seen over time, is that there is a link for poor oral health directly to issues with the opioid crisis, because people are looking for ways to reduce their pain. And as a result, there there's other factors that are happening. And then unfortunately, with with somebody with an addiction, then it creates other barriers for them to get care going forward. So when we talk about the benefit, as we did in the first segment, it's so important to provide that primary um, resource for people to avoid the downstream impacts and you know the practical part of this as well is that by the state investing in this wonderful benefit it's saving tremendously downstream costs that come with uncompensated care through all of the hospital's emergency departments. So it's it's a real win from both the public health perspective but also just the community uh, wellness and health perspective. No, ab- Absolutely so and Gail I, I want you to address uh,
0: the impact That uh, family, uh, parents, grandparents, uh, the impact that they have on uh, the oral health situation in their, their own families.
2: Thank you. Um, the The issue really is one where um, we call it a two-generational problem. Sometimes we call it a three-generational problem because in any family, you really have an ecological system. And what is shared um, is often shared between all family members. So, um, for example, if you have that infection, the bacteria that can cause the decay, we talked about decay, and or the types of bacteria and viruses and fungal that can cause the gum disease. One of the things that we know is within family units, which are close in nature, which have um, different types of activities where, and we call it saliva sharing. So it might be sharing a spoon, it might be the mom just saying, oh, you're going to love these green bees. Um, look, mommy's eating them and, and passing the spoon over. And all of a sudden, if mom has the bacteria, she Has passed it to the child. Uh, Babies are born with a sterile mouth, so when we see young children that are having uh, dental disease, dental decay, we know that it's come from someone that is close in nature to them. Um, Additionally, the the um, issue can also go in other ways. We know we talk a lot in um, oral health around the issue of oral care and access as people get older and folks who may be living in institutional types of settings, nursing care centers, um, whether they're short-term or long-term, it is difficult for them. They've lost skills and abilities to provide the self-care into into the oral cavity, into their mouth. And so um, if that care is not being done as well as it can be, and uh, you bring the children over on Halloween or Christmas to visit with grandma, grandma may now have the bacteria. So what you're finding is I'm um, kind of my visual of that, and I know we're on radio, but my visual <laughs> of that is because um, I've done it so many times, give grandma a kiss. Yeah. The holidays come, give grandma a kiss. If grandma now has the bacteria. So yes, it's two-generational, it can be three-generational, um, and we we really need to, to be aware of it. I want to refer back to the dental benefit we talked about earlier, because for those 26 years that it took us to get this um, adult benefit in place, one of the things we know was our kids had a comprehensive benefit. So they could go in, they could get the disease taken care of, they could get their teeth fixed, and then we send them right back home. And for 26 of those years and prior to that, um, maybe mom or dad or grandma didn't have a benefit. So we, as a society, may have spent thousands of dollars on kids, but not on adults, and the child goes home and is reinfected again within a week. So the cost, um, you know, we go from family, individual to family, to community, to societal.
0: So we are in the the midst of the the holiday season right now, and so good advice would be uh, don't pass around the utensils and or the glassware or the uh, uh, plastic forks and spoons and uh, paper cups or whatever.
2: Don't don't do any of that stuff. Right. But we also say um, when the holidays come and in between, at least at my house, um, enjoy the things you enjoy. People, when I go to speak, will often say, I know what you're going to say. Don't eat this. Don't drink wine. Don't have Mm -hmm. coffee. And I say, no, that's a." Not at all what I want to say to you. You you need to eat, drink, and be merry, um, but you need to be aware of how the disease is caused, and you need to mitigate. You need to brush and floss. That's true, um, but also rinse your mouth. We um, talk about something called a snack attack, and what that means is every time you snack, that. um, acid is released onto your teeth and into your mouth for about 20 minutes. And then it will um, level out in terms of being acidic. So if you're an all day grazer, you might want to rethink that you might want to plan out your snacks, or you might want to make sure you're, you're drinking a lot of water, but mitigate, but live your life.
0: So that's the best thing to do. You don't have to give up wine that can stain your teeth or, or coffee that can do the same thing. And what about the, the impact of, of smoking? on on your teeth and and your oral health in general
2: you know that's that's a very good point and I didn't bring that in there so when we look at overall health first of all smoking comes with its own its own devilish details Um, but certainly it can um, impact the the integrity of your skin in your mouth your your mucous tissue in there is Pretty sensitive. Um, it's pretty tough, but it's also pretty sensitive. So, um, any type of smoking or uh, tobacco use is um, going to impact the pH and the health within your mouth. One of the things that I hear a lot from people is, you know what, I, I spend 40 minutes with my hygienist and my dentist comes in for three minutes. <laughs> I hear this all the time. And so what I'm going to say to you is um, that three minutes the dentist spends is really critical time because it, coming back to this smoking issue, one of the things they're looking for is cancer. But what, what they're doing is they that dentist has looked at your x-rays. They have looked at looking at what's visible in your mouth that might take them three minutes they're taking all the input from the hygienist they're taking all the latest technology in terms of cancer detection and they put that together and use their knowledge and say yeah it took me three minutes but it also took me um seven years of of college so yeah so it's an important piece so I, i have to put that defense out there um but again smoking a huge impact
0: and, and you mentioned technology and, and I'm sure as in uh, most walks of life these days the uh, technology in dentistry has uh, improved and continues uh, to improve.
2: Well the interesting thing about um, the field of, of dentistry is that our technology is becoming lower tech.
0: Oh really We're
2: finding yeah. a lot of biologics, a lot of pharmacologics that can be applied to teeth. Would you rather have a drop of um, a drop of a liquid? Or a drill and fill. I'll let you make that decision. Okay, uh,
0: I think I've made the decision uh, <laughs> all, already. But we'll, we'll get into a little bit more of that uh, when we continue here on Your Health, New Hampshire, here on WKXL. NHtalkradio.com, our guests today, all in studio, Gail Brown, the Executive Director of the New Hampshire Oral Health Coalition. Chris Dugan, the Director of Communications and Community Engagement for the New Hampshire Oral Health Coalition and Carly Hughes, Program Coordinator for Southern New Hampshire AHEC. This is a program that focuses on wellness and health education, and we will be right back here on WKXL, nhtalkradio.com. Welcome back to this edition of Your Health New Hampshire, right here on WKXL, nhtalkradio.com. We are presented by Southern New Hampshire Area Health Education Center. This program deals with wellness and health education, and we're certainly getting that today from our guest, Gail T. Brown, Executive Director of the New Hampshire Oral Health Coalition. Chris Dugan, he is the Director of Communications and Community Engagement for the New Hampshire Oral Health Coalition. And Carly Hughes with us, the Program Coordinator for Southern New Hampshire AHEC. And before Uh, that last break, Gail, we were talking about uh, technology, how uh, these days in the dentist's office, it's a little bit less evasive than it once was.
2: Exactly. So um, one of the things we've found over the years is that Dentistry had taken a very sharp turn into the surgical realm. So many things were drill, fill, cut, different types of things. But the later technology now is telling us that there are many pharmacologics and biologics that can be used. I would say some of the less invas- invasive techniques, really minimally invasive, which is great for children, those in the nursing home, and all of this that don't like um, discomfort in the (laughs) dental chair, that uh, the ones most... Most commonly known are going to be sealants, dental sealants. I know my kids who are well into adulthood now had dental sealants. Another um, familiar phrase might be fluoride varnish. Um, We're also working with things that you may not have heard of, silver diamine fluoride, hydroxyapatite, things that can stop the decay and disease um, without damaging any of the tissue around it and really minimizing... (laughs) Any discomfort or pain for the for the patient. The important part of this, other than the dental care, is that this can be done by um, dental hygienist. And we have in New Hampshire a public health dental hygienist. Uh, model where they can go into the community, and we're not dragging one child to an office. We are able to take a hygienist out into a school, out into a community center, where one provider at at a more reasonable cost can go out and provide care. So this prevention and getting back into the community is critical. Um, as we look at that, we we can take a look back at the benefit that's happening out there for adults because this type of care is also good um, for adults, be they in nursing homes. Um, this type of care can be done for folks in their homes. And with the new uh, Medicaid Dental benefit, um, this is a, is a good opportunity for um, people to be receiving that care, get the preventive care. So even though we see a lot of adults right now coming in that haven't had care over time, we have these minimally invasive, very portable types of care that can go out into the community.
0: Yeah, absolutely so. And and it does seem that uh, through the the hard work behind the scenes of many people, uh, dental care has uh, uh, gotten a lot more access uh, in this state. A lot more people have access to uh, dental care now. You're talking about from, from youngsters to seniors all across the board uh, due to some of the innovative programs that uh, have been put in place.
3: Yeah, and Ken, that's really exciting because I think that, again, we were talking before is that there are adults in our state, probably our maybe our friends and neighbors who have never had access to reliable dental care, and it's such an important piece. Um, of wellness, and I think that you know the benefit that we're talking about. New Hampshire Smiles uh, provides you with with the cleanings, uh, you know, every year. That you'll get fillings if you need that. You'll get X-rays and examinations, and then there's some additional uh, dollars in in the plan for. Um, things that are more invasive. Um, there's, gum, there's gum-related treatment also as part of the benefit. So um, if there are listeners out there who want to know more about that, um, the New Hampshire DHHS website is a wealth of great information. So go to the main website. You can look at New Hampshire Smiles. It takes you through how you enroll. Um, what some of the factors are around that. I think the other important thing we were talking about earlier is that the wonderful folks at DentalQuest have folks that are in care management. And often a barrier to access to care are things like transportation. There might be a language uh, barrier. So the care managers there will help make it so that those that are newly enrolled can not only have access to the benefit, but also a way to get to the appointment. So maybe transportation's an issue. So they can help with those kinds of things. And clearly, you know, with that background support, um, it's going to in, increase not only better health, but also people be able to make it to their appointments for this wonderful new benefit that exists now.
0: And I'm sure many people are happy to hear that uh, dentistry is a little bit uh, less invasive than uh, it was uh, in the past. A sigh of relief I can hear uh, through the audience as they uh, listen in today. And uh, uh, talking about language barriers and interpretation, you know you have great interpretive services at AHEC.
4: Yes, we do. Yeah. If you want more information about those, you can visit our website as well. We have a great program to help um, train medical interpreters as well.
0: Yeah, and that's certainly uh, beneficial. We've talked about that in the past. Carly, what what are the CDSMP classes that are available? So
4: we have chronic disease self-management programs. um, And I I love tying it in with this piece because what she said, again, um, putting the head back on the body, taking overall care. Um, So our chronic disease self-management programs focus on healthy lifestyles and different changes you can make to help with your management. We focus a lot on action plans and making small changes. And it it all goes hand in hand. So if you want more information about that as well, you can visit our website, www.snhahec.org.
0: Very good. Lots of exciting things happening uh, with AHEC. And uh, of course, you still have uh, the the walks with ease as well. We yes, want to we mention do. that.
4: Yep, our walk with ease program is still going. We have it. Um, we have some in class in person classes as well as some online self-directed programs that you can do. and it helps you um, get walking and get moving back into your daily routine.
0: Absolutely. And uh, Gail, before we have to wrap it up uh, on, on today's uh, program, I know uh, our good friend uh, Tom Raffio, who is here, the uh, president and CEO of Northeast Delta Dental in the first segment. Uh, you have a uh, an oral health uh, forum coming up uh, in early December.
2: Yes, uh, December 6th here in Concord at the Holiday Inn. We have our annual Oral Health Fall Forum, and we call our theme this year, we're calling um, Embracing Our Past and Envisioning Our Future. Very much covers a lot of the topics that we've talked about here this morning. Um, I would like to point out that we will be having an informational panel on that new adult dental benefit. Tom Raffio will be there from Northeast Delta Dental. Uh, kind of leading us off, Dr. Sarah Finney from New Hampshire DHHS, her um, uh, dental director program, she'll be talking about um, the impact and how to use the benefit, and Dr. Jay Mallett from The Dentiquest Foundation, who is helping to operationalize this in the field, looking at not only how to access dental care, um, how to build the dental network, but how do people get to the dentist? Um, Do they have transportation to get there? Do they um, need someone to help them with care management, help to make those linkages and connections? Um, And again, the interpretation services. So these items, um, it's great to have a benefit, but you also need to be able to access it. You need to get in the dental door and you need to get there. So um, that will be happening. We'll be looking also at issues of equity and access, uh, both economic, geographic, rurality, and then looking at some of the innovations in technology. So it's gonna be an all-day event um, covering a lot of issues. If people want more information, we'll be putting that up on our website today. It's not there right now, Um, but it will be up on our website. It is at www.nhoralhealth.org. Um, people do need to register. There will be limited space.
0: So this is available to uh, to everyone?
2: It
1: is.
0: Okay, very good. And uh, I guess the, the bottom line is, and uh, I, I think a, a very uh, positive program today in, in the sense that dentistry uh, is more accessible and more available to uh, more people in the state of New Hampshire than ever before. And and folks, you, you also hear that it's not as painful either. <laughs> so <Yes. laughs> That's great so it's, all, it's all positive news uh, today. And I know we just have a, a very short amount of time left. Anything you would like to say uh, in, in conclusion today?
2: Just we really appreciate the opportunity to be here telling the story. If you've learned something new today, tell your neighbor, tell your husband, tell your mother-in-law. Um, But tell somebody, because we're all learning and it's changing day by day.
0: Spread the news, folks. And again, your your website is?
2: www.nhoralhealth.org.
0: Very easy to remember. And our guests, Gail Brown, the uh, Executive Director of the New Hampshire Oral Health Coalition. Chris Dugan, the Director of Communications and Community Engagement for the New Hampshire Oral Health Coalition and Carly Hughes, Program Coordinator for Southern New Hampshire AHEC. And thank you all very much for being here today on this edition of Your Health New Hampshire right here on WKXL, nhtalkradio.com. Thanks so much for joining us.